My mother was drawing a chicken on the kitchen table for us to take back to London after the annual summer holiday. The entrails were in a newspaper and blood dripped onto the tiled kitchen floor. We were due to leave in an hour or so. My husband was polishing his railton, having not exchanged a word with either her or me all morning. My sons, in a high state of bathos, were strewing farewells to their favourite haunts, to the tree house, the fort of oak trees, the hay shed where they had romped, and the hay tram from which Sasha had fallen when the horse had bolted, and the farm help Eamon had sworn him to secrecy. Coming upon the bruises that night, my mother asked him when it had happened, to which he had replied gallantly, I know, but I am not allowed to tell. I was in the back kitchen, washing up, while my mother went on drawing the chicken, and I was relieved to be leaving, but fearful of what lay ahead. The marriage was at breaking point. I knew that, but I did not know how it would end. In fact, believing it was for eternity. I kept rinsing and re-rinsing the cups and saucers, anything to be alone. When my mother said my name tersely, said it twice, I went in and stood near her. The Pope's nose of the bird was pink and futile, and the long, soft toenails were of a sickly yellow. Snipping out the heart and the liver for broth, she managed to cut the sack that contained the gallstones, and presently a green liquid with a foul smell spewed out. It meant that the insides of the bird was now poisoned. She was furious at her mistake, and throwing the scissors down, asked me curtly, Are these children ever going to go to a Catholic school, or are they not? I don't know, I said. Answer me she said fiercely. I can't, I can't answer you, I said, because I couldn't. My husband made all the decisions regarding their upbringing and had only agreed to their being baptised by indulging, as he said, a superstition of mine. She became more and more insistent and I too became more defensive as she wanted an answer, a resolution. It ended by her gathering up the newspaper that contained chicken, guts and all, and hurrying out the back door up to a cellar where she dumped things and where dogs and foxes scavenged at night. Our departure was brought forward by an hour. The tension was unbearable. Nobody speaking, everybody weeping, my sons crying uncontrollably, their goodbyes, their embracing and hugging of the two sheepdogs, their rituals so brutally cut short, because my mother and I had fallen out completely. My husband sat in his car, quietly seething. As I put our luggage in the boot of the car and looked back at the house, I did something stupid. I went into the unkempt garden and broke off a bit of honeysuckle to have as a keepsake in my book, as if I needed keepsakes. My father hurried out of the house fuming and told me to go in there and put my arms around my mother and comfort her. I can't, I said, forcing back the tears that combined rage and flounder. You little shite, 
always were from the first moment you were born and always will be, he said. That was the last time we went there as a family.